Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today. What did we learn from our first look at the Patriots? The best story from the new name and likeness rules so far. Plus, did the balance of power just shift in the Western Conference? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. For two decades, the quarterback dominated the conversation in New England. In 2021, that conversation remarkably different from what it had been for many, many years with Tom Brady now creating Tampa Bay down with the Buccaneers. But we still get the battle between Cam Newton and Mac Jones. And on Thursday night, we saw them on the field for the first time in 2021 in a 22-13 Patriots win. Joining me now from Locked On Patriots, Mike DeBate. And Mike, uh, the Mac Jones part of this is, I think, the thing that has people most talking. He goes 13 for 19 for 87 yards. I would say an inauspicious, but not necessarily uh, worrying debut. Is that is that a fair way to phrase this? How how what was your impression of all of this? Yeah, I think that's a very good way to put it, Peter. Bottom line, Mac Jones still looked like a rookie at times, and there are teaching moments. You saw him sitting with Josh McDaniels talking to Bill Belichick. He is still learning the ropes in this offense. But the one thing that I was very impressed with is the poise that Mac Jones showed. I thought he showed great footwork. He continuously shows the ability to shed the ball early. It's got a very quick release, and he processes the play very quickly, especially for a rookie, really for any quarterback. So at this point, you're looking at Mac and you're looking at what he brings to the table. He does what he does, and he does it well. There will still be growing pains, uh, but I was particularly impressed with a drive that he led in early in the third quarter, very methodical, running the no huddle, which is very similar to what the Patriots had run prior to 2020 for a number of years. That type of system is a system that Mac ran when he was in Alabama, and it looks like they're trying to utilize those plays to get his feet wet in Boston and in New, and New England. So at that point, I was impressed by what I saw. But again, it's early on, and I think people need to take a temperate approach when it comes to what we saw from Mac on Thursday. Speaking of getting his feet wet, Another rookie, and and clearly the most impressive rookie, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, day three running back, 127 yards on 10 carries, including a 91 yarder. He had two touchdowns, showing a lot of the juice that we saw from him in college. Do you think he has a real chance to become a part of this offense in 2021, or was this just another one of those preseason games where he just sort of like, oh yeah, that was nice, and we'll forget that he's on the roster by October? (laughs) I would say probably virtue lies in the middle with this. Look, I definitely think that Ramondre is a big part of what the Patriots want to do in their running game moving forward into the future, but we have to remember that Bill Belichick takes a temperate approach when grooming his running backs. He usually red shirts, for lack of a better term, uh, his running backs when they're rookies, giving them a chance to hold the clipboard, learn a little bit more about the system. We saw the skill set that Ramondre Stevenson brings to the table on Thursday. He can run for power. He had a couple of nice power sidesteps, one of which he got in for a touchdown. And then you can also see that he can run with finesse and he can run with speed. Breaking for a 91-yard touchdown is impressive. Kid can also receive out of the backfield I really like what I see out of Ramondre Stevenson, kind of that dual threat running back 
that the Patriots would love to pair alongside Damian Harris. They're very deep at the position this year, Peter, probably their deepest spot on the roster, whether it be Damian Harris, Sony Michelle, Ramondre Stevenson, Brandon Bolin, who didn't even suit up tonight. J.J. Taylor got some carries. This is a deep running back core, so if Ramondre is brought along slowly, it wouldn't be a shock to me. But ultimately, if they need him to contribute, he's proving that he's ready to do so, provided he's not the number one option out of the gate. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, it truly was a field of dreams 32 years later. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. It was a tribute to Field of Dreams. The Yankees and the White Sox squaring off in Dyersville, Iowa. Yes, the middle of a cornfield, a literal cornfield in Iowa. And it was complete with not one but two movie endings. The Yankees score four runs in the ninth to take the lead. And then Tim Anderson in the bottom of the ninth breaks their heart with the walk-off Jack into the corn and I think for Yankees fans this is going to resemble much more children of the corn than field of dreams Stacy Gazzulius here from locked on Yankees and Stacy uh were you able to enjoy the uh novelty of this in the midst of how this ended what was your impression of this game well I I had a bad feeling when Zach Britton was brought in because I've watched him pitch all year. So I I kind of had a feeling something bad was going to happen. I kind of wished the Yankees, like when Judge made it 7-6, I thought, that's nice. At least they made it close. And I was kind of hoping it would end there. Then Gallo gets the walk and then Stanton hits the home run. And I'm like, mm, they're going to break it. Oh, no, not again. Because the Yankees have had so many games like this where it turns from being a really good game to being a heartbreaking loss in about two seconds. So we're kind of used to it by now, but eh, what are you going to do? I mean, good for the White Sox. They finally beat the Yankees in 2021 and they got to do it on a national stage. Yeah. And you know, look, this is, this is not the season. I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know that the Yankees were hoping for. Um, and, and for the White Sox, I mean, they're 68 and 48 now. Um, and, this is a game that that had real playoff implications, I suppose. Um, where where do the Yankees stand after all of this in terms of trying to battle toward the postseason? Because they made a move here at the deadline to try and get better. And so far, I mean, here we are. They've been fine. They've had the best record since, what was it, July 4th? Um, they have half their team has COVID. <laughs> Three-fifths of their starting rotation is out right now, and they're still winning games relatively. They've been winning series. I think they won five series in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, heading into this one, they still have two more games in this series over the weekend. They're fine. This is just, you know, a loss, and they can still win two out of three if they win over the weekend. It's not that dire. The Red Sox lost again, so that's always a good thing. And the Blue Jays are down. The A's keep winning. That's a problem because the Yankees are trying to catch them for the second wild card. But it's still too early to panic. It's only, what is it, August 12th? There's still plenty of time for other teams to fall apart. There's plenty of time for guys to come back. Luis Severino's on the way back. Corey Kluber's on the way back. Uh, Gary Sanchez should be on the way back. Cole and Montgomery are coming back this weekend. That's two of the rotation that's coming back. They both had COVID. It's just been a really weird season for the Yankees. <laughs> that's what happened last night. Here's what to look for next on betonline.ag. NFL Super Bowl odds are out, and Kansas City sits atop the rankings. Kansas City 
is plus 500 to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Tampa Bay comes in at 6-1, Buffalo 11-1, Green Bay, and San Francisco check in at 14-1. For all your baseball, NFL, college football, and golf lines, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. The NCAA's new name and likeness standards does not just count for athletes trying to make big money. For some, it just means a chance to follow their dreams on scholarship. Utah-based Built Bar will pay tuition for 36 walk-on athletes with BYU football. And joining me now is the co-founder of Built Bar, Nick Greer. And Nick, how did this all come together? Yeah, wild ride, Peter. I mean, absolutely wild, wild ride. Kalani's vision, you know, Coach Satake of team and family. And when I heard about uh, his vision, um, that's when we, I mean, no pun intended here, but we locked on to that vision big time. And we thought, how can we do something that involves the family and to unify this team like no other? Because it's not about one player. It's about every player. And that's what we believe as far as NIL is concerned, every player on a college team, how can they benefit from this? And we went immediately to the, uh, to the walk-ons and then to all 123 players from there. And, and from your standpoint, what are you, what are you hoping that, th- that this gives to these kids who, as I said, they're just out there with some of them are just trying to, to be D1 athletes and, and play a game they love. And some are, are chasing an NFL dream. What are you hoping that they get out of this? I mean, too often, I think in life right now, we're, we're all about the one. We're all about the individual. We're all about me. You know, our hope and desire that uh, most of these athletes out there can realize is, wait a minute, it's not about me. In fact, when I get off the field, it's not going to be about me. It's going to be about others when it's about lifting others. And so our hope and desire is basically that spirit right there is, all right, this is about family. This is about team. And how can I do that and make an impact in the world for so many other people around me? And, you know, we'll hope, we'll see. We'll see how that takes off and see if that, uh, that type of spirit of this type of message, you know, resonates with others. Well, and, and that was the other question that I wanted to ask you, because this is certainly not what what maybe the first thought would have been when we think about the new name and likeness rules we're thinking about athletes who are able to benefit from their own um their own stardom in a lot of cases i mean these prep athletes they build brands for lack of a better word and that's and that's really what they are but you what what you're doing is saying look this is this is about giving people an opportunity how much of this is your hope to set a, a new standard for what this means and for what companies like Built Bar can do for these athletes? Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, an individual is building his or her brand. And then in return, what you're doing is building a team's brand. You know, a lot of these players may not go on professionally and play professional sports, but they've got to remember they're building their own individual brand, yes but they're building their family's brand. They're building a team's brand. They're going to be part of a brand and understanding that concept is going to be extremely valuable for them when they leave college, when they leave that field. And, you know, our hope and desire is like, maybe we change a little bit of the dialogue of the me dialogue to the us dialogue. Well, and and when we look at what a college degree means in the job market today, even if you're not going to go play professional football, 
a, an opportunity to get a four-year degree from a place like BYU or pick a Division One school. They are all quality educations. This is an opportunity for a lot of these kids to have opportunities that that maybe they wouldn't have had otherwise, and and to leave school without the kind of debt that they they might have otherwise incurred. Nick, I appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. Appreciate the opportunity. Coming up, did the balance of power just shift in the Western Conference? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and it is such a versatile snack. It is such a versatile food. I have it for breakfast in the morning sometimes. I have it as a pre-lunch snack. Of course, I have it before workouts. I have it after workouts. I have it mid-afternoon. Just about any time you can think to have a Built Bar or just eat, period. That's when I have a Built Bar because they're delicious. That's the thing. They're delicious, like legitimately not delicious for a health food snack, not delicious for a protein bar, delicious, full stop, in a vacuum, delicious. And with flavors like peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, coconut almond, I mean, what else do you expect? They are the truth. And just because you're a Locked On listener, when you go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Kawhi Leonard is staying in L.A. on a four-year, $176 million deal. Of course, we don't know what his status is going to be for most of the 2021 season with that partially torn ACL that he's had surgery on. But he is in L.A. for the long term, or at least long term the way that we think about sports long-term. When you look around the Western Conference, Jamal Murray is also coming back from a serious injury. The Lakers, their timeline is right now. I see this, and I see a team that is changing the balance of power in the Western Conference. And to me, I think they are now the favorites as we move forward longer term in the West. Oh, wow. Beyond maybe this season or next season. Joining me from Locked On Clippers <laughs> is Charles Mockler, and I wanted to wait so you could react to that in real time. Am I am I off base on that? Not at all. I was really worried you were going to say something very negative because as a Clippers <laughs> fan, that's what happens when people say they have a hot take about the Clippers. But <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I mean, this Kawhi and Paul George have the exact same contract timeline. Um, Kawhi is you know going to be rehabbing on company time for. Not really sure how long. Might be a lot of the season. There are some clips of him at Summer League dribbling around a basketball before the game that got me way too excited personally about when he might be back. <laughs> but no, I think you're right. I mean, this locks up a top three player in the NBA and it locks up a top, let's call it 10 um, in Paul George for the next handful of years. Like it also, the fact that this is a four year deal and not a one and one gives the Clippers cap flexibility. There can be some maneuvering. We have some tradable contracts like that. So, I mean, this front office is very good at trades and not very good at drafting. So this is the best possible scenario. Yeah. And I have to say, we'll see how this moves the line over at betonline.ag. But if you think that Kawhi is going to be back in 2021 and you think about what we saw from the Clippers in the playoffs just this last season without him, with Paul George and Reggie Jackson, who they brought back. I mean, they pushed the Western finalists in that series about as about as tough as any team in the West played them. Now, of course, the Lakers didn't have a fully healthy group of players. But with, with Kawhi, with Paul George, with this roster, and with a coach that 
has has proven himself yet again. Mm-hmm. I, I really like whatever future odds that that you're going to get at Bet Online. I have to say, I'm uh, this is a very scary place to be, Charles. Like <laughs> I am kind of I'm kind of all in on the Clippers. Well, that's what ha- I think. You know, with how insane 2020 was, just as a whole year, I think it makes total sense that now would be the Clippers' time to uh, become right. the favorites in the NBA. I think it took something like that to happen for the Clippers to become favorites. But yeah, smash that. Um, take those odds. I'm so excited. It's going to be, you know, we were down Kawhi, Serge, Zoo. I think people forget about Serge being out for that run as well. Um, yeah. And yeah, like you said, we have Ty Lu who knows how to maximize guys' value. We're bringing back the entire roster that makes, you know, save Kawhi, um, that made it to the Western Conference Finals and pushed a, a Suns team to six that, I mean, I think that series really showed that there wasn't, that wasn't a real championship team um, over in Phoenix after kind of, not floundering against the Clippers, but they beat us. But I mean, it still took six games. Um, no, I mean, it's it's a good day in Clipper Nation for sure. And finally, fans attending New Orleans Saints home games will be required to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 PCR test from the previous 72 hours, according to a new mandate announced Thursday in New Orleans. Fans will also be required to wear masks when they aren't eating or drinking. However, the city and the Saints are still allowing full attendance inside the Caesars Superdome. That caveat on the mask mandate is particularly important in a city like New Orleans where eating and drinking is the reason for New Orleans. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Coming up Monday, we kick off our NFL preview week. Everything you need to be ready for pro football in 2021. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.